0: hey coming up tonight we've got some high school basketball for you tournament style on whbc and whbc sports.com the radio side of things how about jackson at green two federal league teams playing for the third time this year the winner of that game gets to go play in the district championship we'll have that game from worcester high school for you at seven o'clock with dan belford good and Denny Kincaid calling the action. And then on the stream tonight at WHBCSports.com, it's Glen Oak at Hoban. And uh, that game going to be called by Billy Beebe. And for those of you who think uh, Glen Oak doesn't have a chance, how about this? St. Vincent, St. Mary upset last night mm. by Brush. The defending state champs out, a 12-seed beat a 2-seed last night. So good luck to uh, head coach Rick Harrison. Oh, my bracket's busted. There you go. So we've got those basketball games for you tonight, high school-wise, okay? Cavaliers last night uh, came up a, a little bit short. Good comeback late in the game. They lose to Boston one what was it 17 to 113 Mm. next up for the cavaliers a very winnable game against the detroit pistons to talk all about this let's go to the hotline right now and bring in who uh, we've got a new nickname you know how we call um tim alcorn tootsie because he always goes to broadway and he saw the (laughs) tootsie musical right yeah well our next guest now will forever be known as mr 1000 how about this John Michael, the TV voice of your Cavaliers, once the radio voice of the Cavaliers, just celebrated his 1,000th career game calling Cavalier basketball action. He's with us now on the Kenny and JT show. How are you, Mr. 1,000?
1: I'm great, guys. Got to be honest, I prefer Mr. 1,000 way more than Tootsie. (laughs)
0: they don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing folks oh my no seriously congrats jay mike you and i go way back to to monsters hockey on tv you go down to columbus you do the blue jackets and it's hard to believe it's been that long where you've done a thousand cavalier games on radio and tv
1: it is hard to believe isn't it i i always say you're hitting milestones it means you're old right Or at least a little bit older or oldish uh Thanks, guys. I appreciate You know, humbled and blessed and everything else. But, man, it, it just feels like yesterday, Ken. I mean, it was Monsters Hawk when we met. You were at that little station. It was like a almost like a trailer park home, wherever that was. So that's where we met for the first time. That was like 13, 15 years ago, and wow. uh, time really flies, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it really does. Kudos to you, and uh, keep up the great work. Uh, let's talk some Cavs basketball right now. As I look at the standings, in the fourth spot still, but... They've lost four of their last five, J. Mike, playing better teams. Okay, I'll give you that, but still lost four of their last five. The Knicks have won seven in a row and are only a game and a half out now. As you look at the Cavs over these last five games, interrupted by the All-Star break, where do you see them coming up short in those games?
1: Well, you know, I think we've seen a couple of times that defense, which has been really top three all season long, has let them down a couple of times. I don't think the defense was where they wanted it to be, Obviously, in the third quarter yesterday uh, against Boston that we saw in Atlanta, a little bit of a letdown there. Uh, and that's the backbone of this team. When they're not defending uh, Ken and JT, it is uh, a struggle. You know, that's not the way they're they're built to win basketball games to try to outshoot another team. And we saw what that might look like in a game against the Celtics just last night. When you allow a team to hit a lot of threes, particularly that team, that result is somewhat predictable, and the Cavs have done an excellent job. They're number one in the league at uh, in terms of threes against this season. They've been able to run teams off the line for the most part, and, and really not get lit up via the three-point shot. Uh, but they sure did last night. So w- when they're not defending, that's a problem. I think they're you know they'd be the first one to tell you they need some consistency off that bench. You know they're looking for some combinations right now of reserves that are going to come in and provide a spark and hit open threes and just do the kind of things that a, a quality bench needs to do. And they haven't seen that as much on the offensive end. Now the, the defensive numbers have been good from most of the reserves, but offensively they have not provided a lot of punch recently. So those are some areas I think that, that they want to clean up. I mean, they're the, they know about it. They know the areas that need to be much better uh, as we have now, what, about five weeks remaining in the regular season before we hit on the playoffs so uh, i think those are the areas that they'll be zeroing in on here over the last couple of weeks
0: j mike there's a loss like that does that send a message from the celtics and i know we've got them coming up in just a few short days does that send a message that we are the big bad bully on the block and you're still a young team
1: well, I think that's what the Celtics do to a lot of teams, JT. I mean, I don't think they're sending a message specifically to the Cavs. I know they weren't thrilled about the fact that they had lost both beatings between the teams earlier in the season, both in overtime uh, in some wild games. I know that they, you know, had a little payback on the mind, but I don't think it was anything special to the Cavs. I think that you watch that Boston team this season. That they've been doing that to a lot of teams. I mean, I, I think that Boston and Milwaukee, we talked about it early guys, you know, you, the three of us sat down during the preseason, and those were the two teams, yep. me in the Eastern Conference, Boston and Milwaukee, and they're they're still there. I mean, Milwaukee's mm-hmm. playing at a great clip with and without Giannis in the lineup. He's been in and out with injuries. Same with Chris Middleton. Boston, we see what they can do. I mean, that bench is a killer right now. I mean, they they had Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White's been moved back to the bench. Don't forget, Grant Williams didn't even play for whatever reason last night. I don't know if it was rest. I don't know if it was disciplinary or or what the reason was, but he's usually in that rotation. You bring in a veteran, Mike Muscala, Sam Hausers there. They have other guys like Peyton Pritchard who could fill in if, if there are injuries. They're deep. Milwaukee's pretty deep, uh, and Milwaukee's tested. They've been there before, with with So I, To me, those two teams are the teams to beat right now in the Eastern Conference, and the Cavs saw exactly why just last night. Jay
0: Mike, are they the two teams to beat in the league?
1: I think so. I think so. I don't see... I like Nick Jokic. I love everything that he does, but mm-hmm. teams have had success against Denver when they get him in a seven-game series, and you can game plan it for him. And I think part of what hurts that team is that Jabal Murray still doesn't look right. You know, they have three uh, three max guys on that team in Nick Jokic, Murray, and also Porter Jr. And Murray's still recovering from that injury, that devastating injury a couple of seasons ago. He just doesn't seem to quite have that explosion. As you see a lot of times, in the NBA with guys coming back from really bad knee injuries. So I'm not sure Denver's the answer. You know, you look around out there, is it Memphis? You know, they defend, but have they been there before? I'm not sure that team has the moxie. And then you look around the rest of the league, uh, you know, the Clippers have the horses, but they haven't been able to put anything together. You know, you look up and down those Western Conference standings. I'm not convinced about anybody yet, and that includes Phoenix. You know, Kevin Durant played his first game. Uh, with Phoenix uh, alongside Devin Booker. And while they have the superstars, guys, they traded away a lot. I mean, Mikkel Bridges and Cam Johnson were huge parts of what, you know, Monty Williams does out there in the desert. I'm not sure they have enough surrounding complementary bench pieces and even to fill the rest of that starting lineup. Chris Paul, you know, his injury history is what it is. You know, when he's in there, he's having a bit of a down year numbers-wise. When he's in there, boy, he can be productive, but that's a team, you know, I don't know. I'm, I haven't bought into Phoenix yet. So to me, are those the best, that's a long answer, but are those the best two teams, Milwaukee and Boston and the NBA? I think they are right now
0: you bring up a great point about uh, that bench that that's their biggest weakness there and I think it's the Cavaliers biggest weakness I think the Cavaliers starting five even with a Coro who's inconsistent uh, you know can match up with most teams in the Eastern Conference uh, and for that matter in the league but it's that bench right now uh, because last year Kevin Love was up for six man of the year he had a phenomenal year last year coming off the bench so he was the leader of that bench bunch especially after Rubio went out and when they were both healthy that was you know those were two guys they could count on right now karis lavert i think j mike is the only guy that uh, night in and night out jb bickerstaff <laughs> has a pretty good idea of what he's going to get and even he at times can be inconsistent
1: yeah i agree i think and they'd be the first ones to tell you that they're looking for some consistency there and i you know you bring up kevin love and a lot of people are john they you know why would you leave the, you know let this guy go uh, i you know jb did what he needed to do and it wasn't a decision that you know, nobody liked that decision. Nobody wanted it to end that way. But if you watch the way that the games flowed earlier in the season, it just wasn't working. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that was, that was feasible moving forward. And it took a difficult decision. I think to be able to move on. And again, a lot of people are saying, well, wait a second, Kevin can hit threes. But you know, like I said earlier, you look at both ends of the floor. And I think this team has been predicated on the defensive end. Did what it had to do, Ken, you know, and, and again, the reserves numbers defensively are not bad, but, there's no question that they're going to have to find something. They are, you know, and there are some options. JB has been going eight or nine deep. That's a question, you know, how deep do you go moving forward? You have guys like Getty Osman. You have guys like Lamar Stevens. I mean, the main three so far over the last handful of games have been Ricky Rubio, Darius Lavert, and Dean Wade. But you do have some other options. Don't forget about Howell Neto, uh, who can go in a pinch. So there are some guys who can play, but right now they're, they're searching for something, Getty. I mean, there's no question about it. They need to find that consistency right now. That's that's high on the priority list, uh, and believe me, that's something they're trying to take care of.
0: You got to get Dean Wade going. What gives with Dean Wade? Do you think he's still maybe a little bit banged up? Hasn't got his sea legs back yet? What's up with Dean Wade?
1: I don't know. Hard to say. You know, we we've seen him pass up a few more shots than mm-hmm. yep. we're accustomed to seeing him do uh, over the last handful of games. So it's difficult to say. But again, it's, it's something I think that they're all working through and all. Everybody knows the problem, Ken and JT, right? We talk about this all the time. If we're recognizing it, they've recognized it a long time ago, right? And they've been working on it, and they're trying to fix this. So, uh, yeah, is it an area that has to come together? If this team's going to make some noise come postseason time, I don't think there's any question that it is. Hey,
0: it's frustrating to watch. But then again, like you just said, that might be the best team in the league right now. You only lost by four. I'm not saying it's a participation trophy, But you've got to learn, and it's still a young team. J. Mike, can they get up over this hump with, like you said, only five weeks to go?
1: Yeah, I think they can. That's that's about as good as it gets yesterday, guys. I mean, that place was pumping like 30 minutes before tip-off. You know, people are, they're back home. I mean, Boston, Milwaukee had just overtaken the Celtics, right, first place since uh, before Christmas. I mean, Boston has been in first place since December 23rd, I think it is, if memory serves. So it was just a jumping playoff-like atmosphere, and a team that's been there before was better than the Cavs on that particular night, right? And you know, the, the you hope that you learn, and we have seen this team learn. You know, it's it's weird when you look back at the course of the season. Isn't it funny how it, it could be any sport? The the bad losses are the ones that you remember, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a lot of good win- There are a lot of good wins mixed in there. There are a lot of good winning streaks mixed in there as well. But you remember it's like the Atlanta game. Oh, brother, that didn't feel very good. And, you know, you lose this one. Well, not a bad loss, right? But those losses that, you know, you think, man, maybe we could have had a shot. Maybe we could have played better. They're the ones that stand out. So let's not forget, this team has done some really good things. They put themselves in a nice spot with only 17 games to go. I mean, we're we're really coming down the home stretch right now, guys. So I don't even think it's a matter of them turning things around per se. I think it's just a matter of, yeah, let's steady the ship. Let's win. Some, let's take care of business on Saturday. Let's take care of the Pistons. Another good one coming up against Boston. And then how about the upcoming you know, four games on the road, two straight in Miami and then two straight in Charlotte, Charlotte had been playing great basketball. They'd won five in a row, but they just lost the ball for the season with an ankle injury, never easy down in Miami. So it's going to be an interesting Next couple of weeks, interesting next couple of games for this team. But I think the schedule's there, and it's spaced out enough that, yeah, this team gets back to business, plays the way it can, you know, takes care of things on the defensive end the way that it has, frankly, all season long. I think they're going to be fine, and I think it's a young team still putting things together. We're going to have to get used to this, guys. I mean, this is the first time that this bunch has been through all of this. Let's get them into the playoffs. Let's hope they have a nice seed. Let's see what they can do in the first round, hopefully – Uh, Get a little more than that, and and we're going to find out what these guys are made of.
0: John Michael is our guest, TV voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers, breaking it all down for you here on the Kenny and JT Show. Jay, Mike, as I look at the schedule, Detroit, that that should be a win. Whether Donovan Mitchell needs another game off or not, you should still be able to beat them with or without Donovan Mitchell. We'll see uh, if he's in the lineup on Saturday. But then you mentioned Boston at home and then Miami, Miami. So the way I look at things, and this is just me covering the league for so many years, is I always judge a team on how they do against other teams that are equal to them. or better or playoff teams right and they've lost four of their last five they should beat Detroit and then they've got Boston Miami Miami three more playoff type games and and that's that's where I guess my concern is to see how these guys do uh against the playoff teams because the Knicks seem to be gaining momentum where the Cavaliers are treading water does that make sense
1: yeah of course and I think that's how they measure themselves as well you know you want to see how you do against the team's that have been there, and you know, let's forget about Miami's record for a second and how they've done over the last couple of weeks, which is not very good. They've still been there before, you know, and they get up for big games, and those will not be easy contests down in Miami, where wins have been really hard to come by over the last decade. I agree with you, Ken. They, that's how they measure themselves as well. So we're going to have to see. And you know, you talk about the Knicks; that team's catching fire right yeah. now. They've really found something. You know, bringing in Jalen Brunson has proved to be a great move. I was somewhat skeptical. I didn't know if Brunson came from Dallas, where he was alongside Luka Doncic. Doncic draws so much attention. I was curious to see how Brunson can run a team on his own, and he is fast with flying colors. He's been super. Uh, He's gotten high marks all season long. Julius Randle's back to form. Mitchell Robinson's healthy. He's in the middle. He's a lot like Robert Williams, who we saw last night in the middle with Boston, just an active, jumpy guy who's a pain in the neck. Uh, in that lane, they're cooking. They're playing some really nice basketball. They've got a, a nice bench too. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, Isaiah Hartenstein come off that bench. So uh, New York's got it going. They really took care of Brooklyn last night. That's a team to look out for. Uh, I thought, you know, about three weeks ago, I would have told you fear Miami. I would have thought Miami was was coming. I thought Brooklyn was going to fall out, and I thought Miami eventually was going to catch the Knicks. But boy, the way the Knicks have been cooking, I'm not so sure. And the Knicks now are are uh, right in the Cavs' rear view, mirror looking to move into fourth place.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting stretch run here for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll see if they can get it together in time to hold on to that number four spot. Jay Mike, I'm not worried about them not making the playoffs. I think they're going to be one of the top six. But being in the top three, top four all year long, I'm hoping they're able to hold on to that fourth spot so that first-round series is a seven-game home series as opposed to maybe having to play that seventh game at Madison Square Garden if necessary.
1: Particularly considering, Ken, just how good they've been at home. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge home road disparity in terms of the splits between the Cavs this season, and that's what you see a lot of times out of a young club, and that's the way it's played out for the Cavs. That that crowd, I mean, you know Ken and JT, that crowd over the last couple of seasons has been so, so good at home and given this team such a terrific home court advantage. It, I agree. You know, my, I think coming into the season, I was thinking you get top six I'm happy, right? Yep, I mean, yep. you get top six in a guaranteed playoff spot, you're happy to see where this team was. After 50 games, you start to get a little bit greedy and you hope for the top four. So I, I think that's still the goal. Kenny. you know, you want home court advantage. If you lose it, it's not the biggest deal in the world. If you're playing in the four or five series, you know, and you have to go on the road for games one and two and then on the road for game seven as well. But yeah, You'd like to stay in the top four, uh, you know, like I said, considering just how good they've been uh, in the friendly confines this season.
0: Great stuff, as always, Mr. 1000. We appreciate the time and the information. <laughs> uh, here's to another 1,000 more for you, my friend, all right?
1: <laughs> Thanks, Tutsi. We'll, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> all right, there is
0: the TV voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers and still the smartest man I know. No offense, JT. Uh, John Michael checking in with us here on the Kenny and JT Show.